Welcome to the Sageness Podcast, Kings and Queens. I am your host. My name is Leilani. For today's episode, we will be talking about loving yourself um, and the importance of that. So I'm going to start this episode off like I always do with a quote. And the quote for today's episode reads, you yourself, as much as anyone in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. And that quote is by Buddha. Before I get into this episode, though, while I was creating the content for this episode, I came to the realization that this episode is going to be the last episode of this year of 2022. And man, it's been, let me tell you, it's been a hell of a ride. I launched my podcast last year in January, the first Monday of January. And um, when I came to that realization, I I sat down and kind of like, I looked back to, you know, before I started this journey, um, going through this journey, the struggles that I had. And up until today, I still enjoy this process. I still love doing this. And so I just had a real like, it just made me feel good. I'm at a place in my journey where I'm doing things out of love. I'm moving out of love. I'm moving out of love for myself. I'm moving out of love for others. I'm just moving out of loving life, loving who I am, loving learning who I am. Um, This podcast, surprisingly, I've said it before, teaches me a lot of stuff because I talk about these things because of things that that happen at points in my life. And I come up with these these um, topics because of things that I've been going through or I've talked to other people about or other people talk to me about or I see. And um, it just encourages me a little bit more to do these topics. You know, just just having that realization of, wow, I've been doing this for a year and I'm still loving it and I'm still enjoying it and I'm learning so much. And so, yeah. So anyways, let's jump into today's topic. In my journey... Um, cause let me tell you, this is, this topic, um, hits very close to home for me because I, I understand it all too, all too well. A lot of this is personal experience and things that I've learned. And one of the things I learned are at up until this point, or I feel is one of the biggest hurdles in a relationship, especially in a relationship, in a marriage is when one of the partners in that marriage has a lack of love for themselves. And it's even worse if both partners have that lack of love for themselves, right? Because in a marriage, in a relationship, um, you know, a lot of times I hear people say things and, and I think I've said it before, marriage is work. And when other people hear that, that aren't married or that are maybe thinking about getting married, it could have a negative, kind of a negative condensation to it, a negative tone. Marriages work because if you truly, truly love the person that you're with, you're going to put in the work to um, protect that relationship, to protect that marriage, to keep it going. And work doesn't always have to be a bad thing, right? Like there's people out here who work and do what they love and they, and they move forward and they love it and they hit their hurdles and, 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 you know, they go through things and no matter what career choice they pick, no matter how much they love what they do, there's always something in that job or in that career that they may not like so much and they have to work through it and become good at it. And, you know, marriages and relationships are much the same thing. In the past, I talked a lot about um, how we attract what we display, right? We attract, and I think a lot of times we don't realize it. You know, an example I could use is someone who doesn't think they're deserving of love. Sometimes they will attract somebody who does not really love them or may not treat them right because that is what they truly think that they deserve. Or they may attract somebody who treats them well and then does something crazy like pushes them away because the love for themselves is not there because they don't believe that someone who is that the person who's loving them the way they're supposed to be loved is going to love them that way all the time because they're so used to being hurt and they're they are they have that lack of love for themselves and they don't think they're worthy of that love and sometimes they do what self-sabotage right you you you're in this beautiful relationship where you're with this person who's doing all the right things, but you can't get your crap together because 
you don't have that love for yourself because you don't think you're worthy of the love that this person is giving you. So it could go both ways. Like even if you do attract this amazing person in your life, sometimes we self-sabotage our relationships and that person who's loving us unconditionally like they're supposed to ends up hating us or whatever the situation is and we cause all this turmoil in our marriages in our relationships because we do not have the love that we should have for ourselves and it affects that relationship right it it just it damages that relationship because that relationship is not moving forward in love. It's moving forward. One partner may be moving forward in love, but the other one may be moving forward in regret or, or fear or um, whatever it is that they may be feeling about the relationship that they're in at that time, right? Or that other person may be trying to move forward in love, but they've attracted this person who doesn't treat them right because they didn't feel they were worthy of someone who did. And so now they're in this situation where exactly what they felt that they didn't deserve, they're getting, if that makes sense. And and then it just goes from there, right? Even in relationships, you hear about people who who outgrow people that they're with. And I think a lot of times that happens because this person realizes that the way they're being treated is not how they're supposed to be treated and that they're, they, they finally come to the realization that they are worthy of more than what they're getting. So then they start to outgrow that person who's been giving them the same stuff since the beginning of the relationship, right? But because this person changed, the relationship starts to have issues because now this person the other partner is not understanding who this person is evolving into or maybe not doesn't like it because they're they're starting to gain a voice or they're starting to demand respect or whatever it is. All that to say that when we don't love ourselves before loving someone else, we have no idea how to even be in a relationship? How can you love someone else without first loving yourself, right? And for me, looking back on the struggles me and my husband had in the 20 plus years we were together, um, the best advice I would give to any single person or anybody who is in a relationship and um, is thinking about getting married or taking that leap is before committing, and really, I would give this advice to someone who is single, um, before committing to anyone, become solid in the love for yourself first. Become solid in learning to love you first before trying to love someone else. Um, A lot of times, too, like, we go looking for someone to love us to replace the lack of love we have for ourselves instead of just doing the work to love ourselves. And and let me tell you, like that work is hard. It's hard to sit down and look at yourself and say, you don't love yourself and really admit it. It's hard because we know that we're supposed to love ourselves. And I'm speaking from experience, like we know, like when I was in this point in my life where I just didn't have that love for myself that I should have had, I knew like it was wrong, but I didn't know how to fix it. I knew that I wasn't okay, but I didn't know how to fix it at the time. And when we don't love ourselves, we are not knowledgeable enough to understand the dynamic of love. Um how to give it, how to receive it, what it is, where to find it, where to find it in a way that 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 is conducive to who we are. And I see it all the time and I see it all the time in like relationships, marriages, where these problems arise in the relationship and the marriage and you're trying to figure out why. And a lot of times in relationships, I've talked about this in the past, we're always pointing the finger at the other partner. And we're always so angry with the other partner when the person we should be looking at is ourselves, right? The person that we need to fix is not the partner, it's ourselves. And a big part of that is because we've learned to, from the time we're kids and we go through these things, we slowly start to learn how to put a shield around our heart or put a shield around even feeling that we're worthy enough to be loved. 
and respected. And when you get to a point in your life where you know that love is this, you know, you know that you should have love for yourself. You don't know how to find it. You don't know where to start. You don't understand how you got to this point in time. And you find yourself in a bad situation or you find yourself in a good situation and you're ruining it. Um, Whatever that road is, you have to learn at some point to do the work to get to the point that you need to get to be able to love yourself enough to receive love, to accept love, to know that what someone's doing to you isn't love or is love because it works both ways. Like if you love yourself and you learn to love yourself and you learn to love who you are, you learn to love who you're becoming and you learn to love the person you're becoming, you will see people differently. You will see things differently. And it's funny because just thinking about my journey and my process, all the issues that happen in my marriage um, because of me not having the love for myself that I should, it created all these unnecessary problems. And, you know, my husband being such a patient and loving person, simply put, he thought I was crazy. (laughs) He probably thought I was crazy. (laughs) He probably was just like, this woman's crazy. But it took me so long to realize that I was living in our relationship, expecting him to one day do something to me that would make me have to leave him. I was always thinking like, yeah, he's a great husband. He's a wonderful guy. He's an amazing person. But one day he's going to do something that's going to cause me to have to leave. And I was always expecting it. And I didn't understand it and I couldn't figure it out. And well, I knew why I knew what what caused those feelings and what caused those issues. And it wasn't even him that caused those feelings and those issues within me. But um, I just always expected it. And so when things would happen in our relationship, I didn't ever sit myself down and say, OK, what's really the problem? What's I just was always in a protective mode. And I've talked about it before. I always had my armor on because I was like, well, I'm not going to wait around for this to happen, you know? And what I was doing was I wasn't loving myself enough to accept the love that my husband was giving me. I wasn't loving myself enough to say, you know, I knew he was a good person. I knew he was not, you know, in the moment. He wasn't doing anything wrong or to hurt me purposely. I didn't love enough or even know enough about myself to receive the love he was giving me. And so it created issues in our marriage. It created me not understanding him, him not understanding me, me running away from things, I guess you could say, like not running away, but just ignoring him. Like I did, like I've said before, like I had a hard time accepting emotion and dealing with emotion because I felt like I didn't have time for it. I didn't want to make time for it because I didn't see the point in it. And a lot of me not seeing the point in it really boils down to me not loving myself enough to take care of myself. And me saying, if I put all this time and effort and I pour all this work into my kids and into my husband doing things for them. And what I mean by that is I was doing stuff for them, like making sure they did their homework, making sure my husband was like cooking dinner for my husband. I was doing all this busy work to ignore the true issue within myself. So I come home, make dinner, do clean. I like, oh, my house is so dirty. I got to clean. I filled my life up with so much nonsense so that I did not have to really sit myself down and say, there's an issue between me, myself and I that needs to be fixed. And the issue between me, myself and I that need to be fixed is at some point in time, I was so defeated at some point in time in my life I came so I became so defeated by the way I was being treated by other people men that I dated stuff like that that I felt like what is wrong with me you know why am I not worthy of a good person in my life a good man in my life why am I not worthy of someone to love me the way you see in the movies right and then the movies that's a joke like don't even look at that. like anybody who's looking at the movies and saying I want that 
don't don't even go there like that's not how it works you know what I mean but that was my reality and so instead of fixing the issue I just decided to figure out a way around it and that way around it was putting armor on and making sure that nobody got to my core not even my husband and of course what did that do it created so much Oh, it it just created so many issues in our marriage. And I spent so many years in my marriage doing these things that had no purpose. I mean, they did. They had a reason. There was a reason why I was doing it, but there was no end result, no end goal. It was just protect, protect, protect. And it was never, okay, when do you get to put your guard down? When do you get to put your armor down? When do you get to be loved? When do you get to love someone else? And so when I really got to like rock, I won't say rock bottom because I've, I like, for me, I've had, I had a good life and I've had a good life. Like, And, you know, my parents provided a home for me. I was safe. But things happened in life that I just did not understand. And that bothered me. And that created these issues within me. And um, I was really good at ignoring the issues. I think that was my, that's my biggest issues. I'm really good at ignoring issues. But then those issues, you know, what happens to an open wound when you ignore it? It festers, it gets infected, and, and it just creates this bigger problem. So that's basically what happened. And the issue was, I thought that I was because of the treatment that I received from men in the past, the relationships I was in, um, I didn't think I was worthy of that love. And so in turn, I said, well, that's my, that this is how, this is my position in this world. And so this is just what it is. So everybody I come across is going to do these same things. And this is how I'm going to come at every relationship in my life until I don't know, someone proves otherwise. I was waiting for someone to prove me wrong. And the, the the truth of it is nobody was going to come and prove me wrong. It was up to me to sit myself down and say to myself that regardless of what other people have done to me, what other people have made me feel about who I am, um, how I look, you know, how I talk, how I walk, my hair, my the color of my skin, all those things, regardless of what anybody has said or done to make me feel unimportant or unloved it was still my responsibility to love me no one else's not my mom not my dad not my brother not my sister not my husband not my children it was my responsibility to love me first and not knowing how to give or receive love is very damaging to a relationship it's very damaging if you know how to give but not receive if you know how to receive but not give if you don't know how to do either one, all of it, it's very damaging to any relationship. And when we lack love for the most important person, ourselves, we lack love for others. That's the simple truth. And you can sit here and deny it all you want to, but you do. Like if you lack love for the basic person yourself, the person you've known all your life, the person you knew from the time you were born, up until the time you die, the only person you're ever going to know your whole life. If you lack love for that person, how can you have love for others, right? And I started to look back on my marriage and, and, and when I started to realize this, I started to look back and say, yeah, like, how could I tell my husband I love him when I am not 100% invested in this relationship because I'm protecting myself in the event, not because I knew in the event that my husband would do something to hurt me and cause me to have to leave him. You know, I, I was like preparing to go to war, but there was no war. You know what I mean? Like I had my armor on, I jumped in my horse, I grabbed my sword and I went into the empty field and there was no one there. And that's what happens when you don't love yourself. It's a lonely, lonely journey because you're waiting for something and waiting and waiting, waiting, and you're waiting for something that never comes. And it never comes because no one's going to give it to you. No one's going to bring it to you. The only person that's going to give it or bring it to you is you, you know, and 
I believe in God. And so for me, I know, like, you know, you read the Bible and you know what the Bible says about love, who you are, God created you, and you still think you're not worthy for some reason. So if nobody else thinks you're worthy and God thinks you're worthy, who are you to say that you're not? You know what I mean? But we go through all these things in our journey that get us to this place. We get, we go through the hurt, we go through the pain, we go through the disappointment, um, the betrayal, the backstabbing, whatever it is we go through in our lives. We go through these things that get, gets us to this point that feels like, that makes us feel like we are not worthy of being loved because there's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with who we are. Why are we even here? When everyone we run across or people we run across or people that should care about us or we feel should care about us, treat us this certain way. And we look to them to provide us with this comfort, with this love, with this care that we should be providing for ourselves. And no matter how much you love someone, it will become hard to give or even show them that love if we don't first find love for ourselves. Even for me, going through the process of being a mother, I had to sit myself down at one point in time and say I wasn't mothering out of love. I was mothering out of obligation, not be not because I didn't love my kids. So let's not let's not get that confused. I I've loved my kids from day one, but I was mothering out of obligation. And and I'm sure a lot of you mothers out there know exactly what I'm talking about. I was mothering my children out of obligation and I was mothering my children out of fear. I was like creating these little soldiers to go to war because I really was, you know, teaching them that they had to take care of themselves because no one else was going to do it. They had to be responsible because no one else was going to be responsible for them. And, and, and in a sense, that's true. You do. But I was teaching them in a manner of you have to go, you have to go to school, you have to get good grades, you have to get a good job because you don't want to be stuck out here with some in some situation because you trusted the wrong person or somebody did you wrong, but never teaching them like, you know, you, they have to learn to love themselves because when they go out into this world, they're going to have to be able to recognize what real love is in order to meet someone who is truly going to love them the way that they deserve to be loved. But they would never know that if they didn't first love themselves, right? And so I started to come to the realization as a mother you know, and that's one of the things that hit me the hardest is how can I love my children unconditionally and take care of them properly if I don't take care of myself? How can I be a good mother to my children and and teach them mental stability, which is more important to me than financial stability? You know, at the time, financial stability was the most important. But you know, now looking back on everything I've gone through and everything I've learned, I realize that mental stability is the most important thing to teach our children. Um, because this world is so just, it's just wild. It's a jungle, you know, and teaching your children how to find peace in the chaos, teaching your children how to love who they are, regardless of what is said to them or regardless of what someone may feel about them especially if they're not doing anything that is harmful to anyone else, just teaching them to be true to themselves was more important than teaching them how to be, you know, how to get a job, how to make sure, go to college, get a job, you know, get a career. I started to slowly realize like, yeah, these things are more important than all of that. And at one point in my journey, I sat myself down and said, well, how do I teach my kids that? And, and like this light bulb hit and, and, and I said to myself one day, like, how can I teach my kids that when I'm not even there? And so the only resolve for that was what I had to get myself there first, right? I had to get myself there first in order to teach my kids, my children that I've, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of you out there have heard people say you have to first take care of yourself before you can take care of someone else. That is the same with the love for yourself. You have to first love yourself before you can love someone else. It is important to set whatever foundation we are trying to establish with others it's in, it's important to set our foundation with other people, our boundaries and stuff like that with other people in our lives. But we first have to do it by establishing it for ourselves. So while creating the content for this episode, 
I came across this article on the site for Brain and Behavior Research Foundation. And in this article, they talk about self-love. And it talks about the importance of self-love. One of the things that that article said that kind of hit home with me, and I'm just going to read it to you straight from the website, was self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. Self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. And the last part of that paragraph says self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. And in order to not in order to not settle for less than you deserve, you need to first figure out what you deserve, right? You need to first figure out have enough love for yourself to say I deserve to be loved this way. I deserve to be treated this way. Um, And, you know, don't get ridiculous with it. Like I've seen people come up with these wild, I deserve this, I deserve that. At that point, like, you're you're pretty much going to be alone by yourself. I mean, not to sound mean, but like, you know, those type of people who have these high standards, like, why do you have these standards that are so high? Because if you loved yourself, you wouldn't need those high standards, right? If you loved yourself, if you found the love in yourself first, you wouldn't need these high standards to be happy from other people because you would be generating it for yourself. And that would be what the important thing is, right? Every morning I wake up and I always have to remember, like, no matter how upset I am, no matter how bad of a night I've had, no matter how bad of a morning I've had, one of the things I have to remember is that I love myself enough to be grateful that I woke up. You know what I mean? And I am grateful enough. I'm grateful that I woke up that morning, you know? Um, And even gratitude, like I talked about, I talk about that a lot. Like, gratitude is a form of self-love, being grateful for waking up in the morning, being grateful for what you do for yourself, being grateful for what others do for you, being grateful for being blessed enough to even get up in the morning, you know, or even be able to get out of bed. Some people can't get out of bed. Um, it's just a form of love. It's a form of love for yourself. It's a form of love for others. And, um, one of the biggest hurdles and the first step when taking that journey of self-love and putting your is putting yourself first, you know, um, like I said in, a minute ago, how can you take care of your children? How can you take care of your husband? How can you take care of your household in a in an effective way and in a positive way if you are not mentally OK, if you are not mentally stable? And a lot of times I hear people say things like, oh, self-love is selfish. And putting yourself first is selfish. And just like with, but like with everything in this world, too much of a good thing is not a good thing, right? And of course, yes, self-love can border on being selfish if you do it in a manner that is not truly self-love. Like I just said about like how I was just talking about people who have these high standards for people who they date. To me, your bar is so high because you're lacking so much love in yourself that you are looking for someone else to fulfill it. So you set this high bar because you know you deserve all this love. You know you deserve all these things, but you set this high bar for other people to achieve it. But what? why aren't you doing it first? Why is it that you aren't setting that bar for yourself first? Because birds of a feather, right? Like I said at the top of the episode, we attract what we put out there. And so when you, you know, you know, the funniest thing is like in my experience and in things that I've witnessed in my life, I've seen where people have, I've been around people, I've been friends with some of these people that have this really high bar. They said this really high bar for, for their relationships or for how they expect to be treated and they're by themselves. 
So I feel like that's, you know, some people are by themselves by choice and that's great because that's like, if you choose, if you're comfortable in your skin and you want to be by yourself, by all means, I, you know, more power to you. Cause that's, that's like, because you're loving yourself and you want to be by yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's times when people set these high bars, these ridiculously high bars and expectations for other people. And then they don't have them for themselves, you know, like, for example, people will say, well, I'm going to expect, I want a guy who makes six figures. Well, do you make six figures? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. Like, how can you expect a guy that makes six figures when you're not making nowhere near that? And not that a guy that makes six figures should only be with someone who makes six figures, but even if, okay, you, you want a guy that makes six figures, but you sit on your couch all day and do nothing and expect people to pay your way. When you set that type of bar, like, what are you lacking in self-love? What are you lacking? You know what I mean? Because you're you're depending on someone else to create this fairy tale land world for you when you cre- create it for yourself. Like, honestly, we don't realize the magnitude. We don't realize the power that we have and how we can create a world for ourselves to thrive and grow in instead of surviving, you know? And it's, it, it's it puts you in a situation a lot of times, like with those people who have these high standards, it puts them in a situation where you see them and you're like, well, you're by yourself and you, you're setting this high bar, but you're by yourself. Isn't it better to love yourself and then find someone who's going to love you in return and be with someone? If you really wanted to be with someone, that would be the better thing. That would be the better choice, right? Not what the money, not what, how much the guy makes or what he drives and stuff like that. Um, it would be the emotional stability that you yourself can provide for yourself. And then on top of that, the icing on the cake, find someone that provides you that same peace and emotional stability, right? Because that to me is priceless. You can't buy that. That's not something that you can buy, you know? But if you do it in an appropriate manner, it's not selfish. Putting yourself first is not selfish. As long as it's not, like I said, too much of a good thing is never a good thing. So as long as it's not so far in the other direction, it's not selfish. It's necessary. And for me, being a mom, I realized that it's important. It's important for me to get up in the morning. And and this is one of my self-love, self-care routines. It's vital for me to get up in the morning before anybody, including my husband, wakes up and just be with me. Um, It's important for me to be up in my home before anybody else and start my day and to do something for myself. Now, 90% of the time, the thing that I choose to do for myself that I've, that I've grown to do for myself, 90% of the time, that activity of choice is going to the gym. There are times where some days it's the gym, Um, some days I will wake up in the morning and just feel like I'm going to go and record and I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning and instead of going to the gym, decide not to go to the gym and record an episode. Um, some days it's scrolling on my phone and playing a game until I have to get up and go to work. Every day looks different. Um, for me, you know? 90% 90% of the time, like I said, most days look, there's some days that look different. 90% of the time, and like I said, it's me going to the gym. Other time, I might get up and, and scroll my phone. Sometimes I'll even get up and watch a movie. Sometimes I even get up and do laundry, like, just to have that peace. And when I'm doing my laundry, I'm setting the tone for my day. I'm thinking about what I have to do and and, and deciding what type of day I'm going to have. And I think that's the key is, and, and I mean, that's a big part of self-love is getting up and being with yourself on a daily basis, having time to yourself, even if it's 10 minutes, because I know this world is crazy. I know a lot of you out there who are listening are probably like, I don't have time for myself. Yes, you do. Because like I've said in the past, if you convert that time you scroll on your phone to time for yourself, you have time for yourself, right? If you convert that time that you're binge watching whatever show you're binge watching, you have time for yourself. And I had to learn that I had to give up a lot of stuff. And I wasn't even really giving it up. At the time, I thought it was giving it up. But 
as I started going through the process and seeing how it benefited my mental health and my mental well-being, I realized that um, I wasn't giving anything up. I was actually um, adding something to, you know, I was adding more to who I was and and growing and, and creating that growth. So you have to have moments in your life. I, I say life, but I say daily. I think it's important daily to have a moment to yourself. And if five minutes is all you got, then you take that freaking five minutes and you run with it until you can create more time. If five minutes is all you got, that's all you got, right? If that's all you got, you you take those five minutes and you do what you need to do with it to create an environment for yourself throughout and to push you throughout your day. And for me, like I, I, I believe the best time to do it is in the morning. It could look different for someone else. But I believe first thing when I wake up in the morning, it has to be about me. It has to be about what I need or what I want or what I'm feeling that day and not obligation. And to me, that is part of my self-love routine. That is me loving myself enough to take the time out to say, you know what? I know I have a busy household, but I have to do this. This is my priority. And it is. It it so is. It's my priority. You know, there's even times where like my husband will see me up and he'll wake up and we'll just watch a movie. Like it could be so it could be so simple. Some sometimes I invite him into that into that self-love routine because I'm no longer at a place where I'm like, no, I just need me time. I just need to be with me. I'm at a place where my me time, I get my me time, but there's times when my me time, I want my husband with me, you know? There's sometimes where my me time consists of me being with my kids. Like before I jumped on and recorded before sending my kids to bed, we sat down and we did a Mad Lib. I don't know if you guys know what those are, but we sat down, we did a Mad Lib and I just, we just had fun. You know what I mean? And that was me taking time out to kind of digress for our day. And I still got to do it with my kids. And I, and I kind of felt refreshed because it was getting, it, it's kind of late right now. And I'm usually in the bed by nine. It's like 1030 right now, but that pushed me forward enough to say, you know what, I got a little bit more energy. Let me come in here and record because I've been meaning to record this episode. So little things like that can be part of your self-love routine. If you love spending time with your kids, make that part of your self-love routine. If you love doing something with your children, make it a point to make time to do it. If that is what makes you get that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, because that right, that warm, fuzzy feeling inside is you loving yourself, whatever that activity is, right? But all that to say that regardless of what I have to do in my day, I know it's important to have moments to myself. And I know it's important to make that a priority. And my moments of choice, of course, are like I said, are in the morning. Another important thing that I've learned, and that is, it's it brings everything full circle is the way we end our day absolutely has bearing on the way we start our next day. When I started this journey of just healing my, like when I started healing and, and realizing that I had to make these changes, it started with me first getting up in the morning. And then of course, and I've talked about it in past episodes, right? I get up in the morning, I try to go to the gym and then I'm on my phone till one, two o'clock in the morning, wake up, go to the gym. I'm miserable. I did feel a little bit better because I went to the gym. Um, On the days I didn't go to the gym after sleeping till one o'clock in the morning, I was not a happy person. I started to realize like at some point, my bedtime routine has to change because it's affecting my morning routine, right? And so I started implementing little things like before I go to bed, I try to make whatever I do before I go to bed as peaceful as possible. Um, And some days, you know, with kids, mothers, I know, mothers, fathers, I know there's some days where it just doesn't happen. Like your kids run amok, you lose track of time. Uh, My last episode, my my mini-sode last Monday talked about how I had a literal breakdown because of homework, you know? And it was right before I went to bed. But what I ended up doing was talking to my husband and coming in and recording. And that set the tone for my night before I jumped into bed. And I still had worries. I still had issues. I still had thoughts. But I I had to, I've learned to, when my head hits the pillow, those things go out the door. And my focus is rest. My focus is peace. My focus is sleep. So that I can wake up in the morning and do what I need to do for myself. Because that is all what? like I've been saying this whole episode, part of my self-love routine, because that is me loving myself so that I can love the people who are most important in my life and do it in an effective and loving 
and peaceful manner. So a tip for all of you out there, if you have changed your morning routine and you can't figure out why you still feel like crap, if your nighttime routine is not the best, that is probably why. And I know sometimes people sit up there and they're like, well, great, now I can't watch TV. And I know if that's what you love to do, that's what you can do. But at some point you have to turn off that TV, close your eyes and be at peace, right? Um, I used to sleep with the TV on all the time. Now, like I don't even have my TV on at all anywhere near bedtime, unless it's the weekend. The weekend, me and my husband, we binge watch up and we fall asleep, but that's just our routine and that's us spending time with each other. But if I have to, if I know I have to get up in the morning and go to work and do the hustle and do the things that stress me out, I know that I have to um, be in the right mindset. So in order for me to be in the right mindset, I have to make sure that I'm functional in the morning. And in order for me to be functional that morning, the night before I have to be, I have to go through that self-care routine, you know? And um, do what I need to do to get to a point in my life, to get to the point where I can wake up in the morning and um, have those those moments to myself and set the tone for my day. And like I always say about everything else, and like I've said in the past, doing things out of love for yourself is a practice. Any change you're trying to make, any habit you're trying to break, any habit your habit, any habit you're trying to implement in your life is a practice. You are working against years and years and years of bad habits, or years and years and years of not loving yourself, of negative thoughts, of people spitting on you, stepping on you, treating you bad. You're working against all that. So it's a practice. And to become good at anything, any basketball player who plays basketball and is the greatest, the best, what do they do? Probably morning, noon, and night. They practice. So if your focus is self-love, you have to practice self-love. If your focus is finding a routine to get you into the right mental space for that self-love, you have to practice that routine. You have to figure out what that routine is, figure out how how to implement that routine, routine to get you to the goal that you're trying to get to, right? You know, one of the biggest examples I can use and why I'm so passionate about this is nutrition. (laughs) Of course, you know, it is so imperative for the functionality of our body to, for us, for our body to function correctly. We need to give it what it needs, right? Um, how we eat is part of self-love. What we put in our bodies is part of self-love. And you're probably sitting there like, no, it's not. Like, I want to eat a hamburger. That's self-love. I disagree. I kind of have to. Nutrition coach. So I disagree. But the reason why I'm saying it, like, you know, I was was having this conversation with my son, my nine-year-old son. He gets sick so much. And he eats the worst out of all my kids. Like he just, he does not want to eat vegetables. Like he's a struggle. He'll eat what I give him, but he, he just, he's so picky. And then he doesn't drink water. And, and then he's like, he's a junk foodie, like any junk food in the house. If he sees it, he's going to ask for it and he wants to eat it and stuff like that. But so I had to have a conversation with him because out of all my kids, he gets sick the most. And I told him, and he gets sick almost on a weekly basis. He gets headache or he gets coughing. Um, I, I mean, I've taken so many, I've used so many COVID tests on this child because he gets sick so much. And so one morning he got up, he said he didn't feel good. And I was like, no, dude, you're going to school. Like we talked about this. You just don't, you need to learn to take care of yourself. And so I kind of started as we were getting ready in the morning, I started telling him like, you have to understand that your body is not liking what you're doing. And that's why you keep getting sick. The stuff you're putting in your body is not good. You eat a lot of junk, you know, and I, and I don't do it in a way to belittle him. I, I just counsel him through it. Like I would, you know, I kind of nutritionally coach him. Um, and so I had this conversation with him and I was like, yeah, like the last time he got sick, it was because it was Thanksgiving and 
um, one of the times he got sick was on Thanksgiving, was shortly after Thanksgiving. And we did make s'mores and we had like pies and all this stuff in the house. And he wanted to eat every single, he wanted a slice of every single pie. He wanted every cookie. He wanted every cake pop that we had and s'mores and asked for more and wanted soda. And he's always my guy that I have to cut off. I'm like, no, this is what you get. And that's it, you know? And then the next day he asked for s'mores and I'm like, no. We're not going there. Well, we had intentions on making s'mores. And and of course, I was like, once more, that's it. But we never made the s'mores. So then the chocolate was sitting on the table. And I was like, dude, the chocolate's for the s'mores. Don't nobody eat it. Well, no, this kid was eating it and got sick. And so it was just like, you know, what your body is telling you it's time to stop. You know, what we put in our body matters. What we put in our body um helps our functionality it helps our functionality on every level mentally physically emotionally like and let me tell you like when when I'm stressed out I still have those thoughts I want to go get a burger I want to go get this but the last time I went and got an impossible burger it made me so sick and I was like so I did this because I was stress eating a little bit And I went and got the burger and totally realized it wasn't even worth it. And I was so sick. And the next day I was so grumpy because my stomach was hurting. It was, I like had bubble guts. Like it was bad. And so I was telling my husband like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again because I love myself more than eating that burger. But like, I I believe that what we put in our body is a form of self-love. So when I eat my meals, When I'm eating now, you know, I've changed from even a year ago. Like when I sit down and I get ready to make something to eat, I really have to think like, what am I, what are you going to put in your body? And is this thing that you're going to put in your body a form of love or is it a form of stress? What, like, what is it? I don't want to say hate because, because we're going through the process, you know, you're going through the process of eating better or learning to be healthy doesn't mean you hate yourself, but when you realize that what you feed your body, you know, is love. Like if you love a car, you buy this brand new car and, and, you know, you love this car, this, whatever this car is, this dream car. For me, I'm not going to go to the gas station and put the lowest grade of gas in it. I'm going to put the highest grade. I don't care how much the gas is because I love that car that much, right? Well, our bodies work the same way. If we love ourselves enough, if we love who we are, if we love, you know, if we're going on this journey of self-love, I believe that what we put in our body will emulate how we feel. Um, And it's a reflection of self-love. And that is probably why I went down this whole rabbit hole of nutrition coaching, because I've come to the realization in my journey for me that what I eat is a form of self-love. When I first went vegetarian, when I was working on being vegan, um, I just... It, it helped me mentally. It helped me physically. It helped me realize a lot of things mentally too, that I was not mentally okay. Um, believe it or not. And so that feeling I had when I was full fledged not eating meat, I just had this amazing feeling. And I realized at that point when I started to feel really good, like th- I have to love myself in the way I eat. And so a lot of people look at me and they're like, you're crazy. I wouldn't give up meat, blah, blah, blah. I hear it all the time, but I don't see it as giving it up. I see it as a form of love. And so when I, because I look at it that way, it's easier for me to not eat meat. It's easier for me to not eat junk food. I still eat it. Don't get me wrong, but I know I'm going to pay the price for it later. Sometimes if my body decides that it's going to tolerate it or not, but I'm okay with it. Like, I don't feel like I've lost anything because now I can't eat junk food. I've lost all this. No, I don't because I know that what I'm putting in my body is me loving myself, me providing fuel for my body so that I can get me through whatever I may have to go through, whatever issues I may have to face for the day. And when I face those issues, I deal with them so much differently because of how I love myself now. You know, I deal with those issues so much differently. And a lot of things that used to bother me, I really don't care about anymore. You know, a lot of things that used to, I used to sit and think and stress about, I really don't think about it anymore. And, you know, and I came to that realization one day when I was like, yeah, well, it is going to happen or it isn't, but I'm not going to let it let me lose any sleep. So I went to bed. I used to lose sleep over issues like it was mad. And now I just don't. I just don't. I look at myself and I say, you know what? You need to go to bed because if you don't, 
you're going to be miserable. And this is where your body heals and regenerates and all that good stuff. So it's time to go to bed. It's time to put everything else to the side. When I hit my, when my bed hits a pillow, when my head hits my pillow, stress doesn't come with it. And it doesn't matter. I've, I've realized like no matter what kind of stress, stressful situation I've been in for that day, I've learned, I've made it such a practice to just not even worry about it. And there's times, yeah, when I go to bed, I'm a little stressed out, but I've just learned to come to practice these routines that allow me to do the things that I need to do in the direction of self-love so that I can move forward with who I am, move forward to my day and um, still be a good person, still be mentally okay you know and, and it's it's just funny because people look at me and they're like i i mean i remember i used to look at people and be like oh my gosh they're health nuts like but for me i would always be like i aspire to be a health nut i had no idea why those people chose to be health nuts i had no idea like even when the pandemic happened and and before when the pandemic happened i was not on this journey of going to the gym working out i was not people were like petitioning for the gyms to stay open because they were like the gym is a is a um a lot of them were saying they need it for their mental stability and I was like that sounds crazy like why do you need it for your mental stability it's just a gym you go work out because you're losing weight and so it kind of started with me like me going to the gym kind of started with me because I needed to get out of the house because I needed a break from the kids because we were all in the house all the time and so when the gym opened that was first I was like zoom going to the gym like you can stop me because I was so I was so frustrated with being in the house dealing with the kids the house always being messy because everyone was home um doing schoolwork working from home like the home became everything it became work it became school it became the house it be, I mean it just became where we lived it became the storage but it became everything for it, all of us and so it just drove me crazy and so when the gym finally opened, I got in my car, hit the first thing smoking and went to the gym. And then I started to realize like, yeah, this could be an outlet because I was going to Target. Like I would go to Target every night, not every night, but when I need to get out of the house. But then it was like, oh, that's kind of expensive. I can't be going to Target every day. So then I started implementing a gym routine because I didn't want to lose weight anyways. My initial goal was to lose weight. But when I started making it a habit, um, it became way more than just going to the gym. It became way more than just for the purpose of losing weight because I started to see how my mental, um, how I started to change mentally and how I started to think mentally and how I started to think about myself and how I started to use that time to really just breathe and be just me. And I was kind of forced into it and I'm thankful for it. I'm not thankful for the t- pandemic because pff, all the things that came with the pandemic, of course not, but the process that the pandemic forced me into, um, I'm thankful for that because Lord knows how I, where, how I would be if that didn't take place. And so that gym, me going to the gym really started out with me just trying to find an outlet to get out of the house because I was around my kids 24 seven because school was shut down. I was working from home. Uh, my husband wasn't because he can't work from home. His job, he couldn't work his job from home, but um, we were all just home and it was driving me crazy. So, um, yeah, I went to the gym and, and it just became something that, um, grounded me. And so I knew I couldn't stop it. I knew this was going to be a part of my lifestyle and I was okay with it. And I'm still okay with it because I know I need it in my life. Um, when I need to take a break from it, I take a break from it. When, you know, I need to go hard at it. I go hard at it. When I need to change it up, I change it up because I, I start to realize like, I got to do something else, you know, but, um, it did it. And, and so I started to think back on when the pandemic first happened and all these, I thought these people were crazy. Like, Oh, I need the gym for my mental stability. I was like, yeah, I'm one of those crazy people. Like here I am. <laughs> what of you guys do, you know, cause I totally get it. And, um, it's the same way. Like when people are like, Oh, she's a health nut. No, I'm not. I'm just trying not to be crazy honestly I'm trying not to I don't know I tell my friends all the time jokingly because I'm a true kind fan I'm like I'm just trying to not become a serial killer at the end of the day and if I gotta go to the gym to do that 
that's what I'm gonna do. I feel like I always tell my my we're, my friends and stuff when we talk about true crime. I feel like we're all one step away from becoming serial killers, and and we all have the potential if we don't ta- if we don't iron out our crap right. Like we could. I mean. If any of you guys are true crime lovers and you see how these people become serial killers, you're like, yeah, they 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 just had some stuff they needed to figure out in their lives, it's, but instead they went down this road of killing people. And I, I don't at all condone that, but the psychological aspect of it is what I look at a lot of times when I I look at these true crime stories or listen to them or whatever. And um, so, yeah, that's that's like my my saying is I got to keep doing this so I don't become this crazy person at the end of the day. Um, it's not because I'm trying to be a health nut. It's really not. It's not because, you know, I'm trying to live out this fad of, oh, yes. You know, I, a lot of people say, oh, being vegan is a fad. It's becoming a fad. Like, but it's it's for some people, it's not. It's 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 a way of life. It's a lifestyle and it's a necessity in their life. Um, Going to the gym is a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's a necessity in their life. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, one of the things that like even... Even someone, you know, I, I, I'm on here and I'm on this podcast talking about my mental health by going to the gym, but there's a lot of people out there who are in a place where they can't get out of the bed in the morning and because of their mental health or because of their health overall. And sometimes that self-care, what that self-care looks like for them is just getting up and getting out of the bed in the morning. Maybe that self-care routine for them to start it off. You know, if you're in that situation and you're listening to this and you think, well, no, I, I, I'm too far gone. You know, I hear that all the time. Like, no, I got so many issues. I couldn't even do that. That's not true. Your self-love, your self-care routine is going to be different from anybody else's because it's dependent on where you're at in your life. And so if your self-love and your self-care routine is simply today, I'm going to get up and get out of the bed and take a shower, then that's what the hell it is. You know, and so you continue to practice it and become better and to continue to practice it and go through that journey. I've had conversations with people who say like, yeah, I'm crushing it. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And it's like, no, I'm just trying not to be crazy. I'm trying not to lose my mind. I'm trying to be sane. For example, when you look at things on social media and you see all these people and you're like, oh, they're they're living this amazing life and they're so happy and this that, and the other. They may or may not be. And if they are, okay, that's their self-love routine, right? That's their self-improvement routine. Everybody's self-love, everybody's self-improvement isn't going to look the same. Um, So to look on social media or to look at a friend or to look at someone else and say, that the way this person is carrying themselves, the way this person is loving themselves is how I need to do it. No, absolutely not. Your self-love, your self-care routine is going to look different from anyone else's as it should, because it's not dependent on what you see on social media. It's not dependent on what you see your friend doing. It's not dependent on what you see your cousin, brother, mother, sister, dad doing. It is dependent on your life. It is dependent on what your choice is. And like I said, if your self-love routine, if you wake up tomorrow morning and decide my self-love routine is that I'm going to get out of bed today, and take a shower. I'm going to get out of bed today and walk down the street. I'm going to get up today and call that friend I've been missing. Or I'm going to get up today and take my kids to the park. Then that's what it is. And that is okay. Whatever stage you are at in your life, if you are sad, if you are depressed, if you're fearful, if you have anxiety, you start taking those steps towards self-love, even if you are thriving in your self-love journey, you still have to continue that practice, right? You still have to continue that practice of self-love. It never stops and it never should because you should never want to stop loving yourself. And remember, it is not selfish to put yourself first. It is vital. So, until our next episode, kings and queens, keep growing, keep loving, and living your sageness.